NBA Australia, how are you going? Hang on. It is NBA Australia. It is Wednesday. Hope day. February 2nd. All day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios. Got cold in Melbourne. Wearing a hoodie. For the first time in ages. An NBA Australia hoodie. Get your own. NBAstray.com slash merch. Shop. <laughs> Whatever. Either way, I'm hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. Season on the tin. Uh, interesting day. We've got our dunk comp entrance announced. And the rising star squads, the old rookies and sophomores and G-Leaguers game. We know the squad's there. And uh, obviously the big news here today is that Ben Simmons is having a big old sook on ESPN. Love it. Let's talk about that. Might even talk about it some more tomorrow as well. Uh, we've got all seven of today's games in the NBA Australia game wrap. We've got a juicy slab, but that's not a knife. All made, no made, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got, yeah, now nah, so we've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back take house where we're serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian player watch and a great moment in NBA Australia stat history. This one's just an in honour of jingling Joe Ingles. Uh, we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow as well. And I think if we've got enough time, this is already a late show, so it's just like, fuck it, whatever. Uh, we'll finish up with the Greenies Green Thumb Green Tips for Greener Living with Josh Greeny Green. Should be fun. <laughs> I hope so. All right, let's go. Episode 749 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, uh, you better. I mean, especially if you're Adam Lefko, um, the flog who hosts the uh, Tuesday TNT uh, lineup for the NBA. Shaq came after him after uh, D Wade went after his t- after Lefko's turtlenecks. And uh, Shaq then ruined Lefko, saying, I've got a <laughs> was a G14 classification, which is the old uh, Rush Hour <laughs> reference. And you could just see, like, you could do the old Simpsons gag of, like, if you pause it here, you can see Lefko's heart just stop and just get ripped out of his fucking chest by Shaq, where Shaq says, I've got G14 class. We've all got G14 classification. You're a visitor in this studio. Oh, Lefko is like the only one who fucking puts any fucking time and effort into that show. It's hilarious. Shaq, like they announced the fucking squads. They didn't know who the fuck any of them were. Lefko, well, to be fair, Lefko was like fucking up names left, right and center. Is it too much to ask TNT to actually get people who like basketball and current basketball on your fucking shows and who know their shit and don't wear fucking turtlenecks? Uh, so I enjoyed that one today. Right, let's start today's show with a daily whip around. Yeah, late show today. It's always going to be one on Wednesdays. Got the squid. He and I just hanging out all day. And uh, oh, we had a good time, though. Set up his uh, seed garden with all these different seeds. Speaking of greenies, green tips for greener living. That was a great one. Had a good time. Uh, either way, today's news. The dunk comp entrance were announced. We've got our four dunk compers. Jalen Green. I love it. It's like Jalen Green headlines. It's like Jalen Green? He's the headliner? Cole Anthony. Ask Cole. 
And there's only one Toscano Anderson, as well as Obi Toppin. Ain't no stopping. Obi Toppin. I'll talk about this later in the year now, Nas, but I mean, if you read that list of names and go, sure, yeah, you're on the right track. Uh, The rookie sophomore squads were also named uh, as picked by the assistant coaches. The rookies, it's Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Dasunmu, Chris Duarte, Jalen Green, Herb Jones, Davion Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Shangoon, Jalen Suggs, Franz Faulkner, hello, and of course, giddy up, Josh Giddy. Uh, the sophomores, we've got Precious Achua, Cole Anthony, LaMelo Ball, Desmond Bean, Sadiq Bay, Big Deke Bay, Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden McDaniels, Isaac Okoro, Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart and Jay Sean Tate, as well as the G League Ignite. That's right, we've got another Aussie because Dyson Daniels is going to be in this one. Love it. Marjon Beauchamp, uh, Jaden Hardy and Scott Henderson. Love it. Bochamp, uh, Daniels, Hardy, and Henderson. Like, they all get sort of added to these weird... Remember, with the rookie-sophomore game, it's a tournament this year, remember. So, seven-player teams. The G League guys, one of those goes to each of those four teams, and uh, they sort of play through a uh, semi-final and then a final. So, yeah, prepare to be underwhelmed. <laughs> Brad Beal! He's out for at least another week. Uh, let's see how I go with this word. Scapulonate ligament. His left wrist is a bit buggered, uh, so he's going to miss the next four games, beginning with today's game. Uh, sorry, yeah, today's game at Milwaukee, which they, in which they got shit pumped, uh, and he'll be reevaluated, reevaluated even in a week. A uh, bit of an interesting one there for Brad Beal. Interesting timing. Yeah, uh, Jalen Brunson. Bit of news about him. That's uh, sort of just floating out there because the Mavs are like shit. He's really good. And he might be one of the only good trade chips we've actually kind of got here. God damn it. We've lost Tim Hardaway. The problem is Jalen Brunson's also an unrestricted free agent next year. So uh, he prefers to sign, re-sign with Dallas in the offseason. And the Mavs are kind of like, yeah, we'd like to. We just don't know if we can afford it. And uh, meanwhile, they've got the extreme Zinger meal making a shit ton of money and barely ever playing. You know, it's the classic Zinger. The extreme Zinger meal. But... Um, the vibe is they're also have basically come out and said, yeah, we're not going to trade Jalen unless it's like a fucking insane, what are they thinking deal. I think that was the exact words, which is pretty gnarly. Kind of love it. Uh, he also really wants to get paid, just Jalen Brunson. So it's going to be an interesting sort of impasse. The Mavs really need him <laughs> as well. Like it's worrisome how much they need Jalen Brunson. Yeesh. It does also feel like they're going to be hanging their hat on, oh, geez, man, I can't wait till we get Goran Dragic in the buyer market. It's like, all right, cool. Enjoy like a 36-year-old Latvian who can't play any defense. Meanwhile, Jalen Brunson's awesome. Uh, other little bits of news. The latest in the Lakers stink, Stakes. The Lakers stink! Uh, apparently, Jerry West uh, <laughs> has uh, had his Lakers season tickets revoked. His lifetime season tickets at uh, Dr. Bus, the old late Jerry Bus promised him and apparently they didn't even fucking tell him they told his wife it was a cold phone text to my wife my wife no one had the nerve to call me but that's how petty they are jerry west is the fucking logo how can the lakers be like nah nah i know that you played for us for a million years went to a million finals had so much heartbreak until you finally win in what 1972 but fuck you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you worked, you pulled off the fucking Shaq trade. 
Unbelievable. The Lakers. The Lakers stink. Unbelievable. And the big one, the Ben Simmons news. So I kind of want to dig into this a little bit more tomorrow uh, when it's not a late show and uh, I've got a little bit more time to sort of wrap my head around a bit. There's a big piece by Ramona Shelburne on Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Uh, today on ESPN. So it sort of talks about where he's at, what's happening, and sort of lays out the saga pretty well. But very clearly, just from the Simmons side of things, <laughs> where it's like, this is how he thinks, without saying that he sounds like a fucking sooky moron. Uh, so now, basically lays out how he's like, you know, up to about $19 million in fines so far, and he continues to tell the team and the organization that he's not mentally ready to get back on the court again, not now and not ever in Philly. Interesting. And uh, then sort of also through just a bunch of shit at Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid with some of the weirdest, fuckiest, dumbest justifications you'll ever hear before it are uh, behind it. Uh, the one about Doc Rivers just really puzzled me, right? He's like, uh, he was frustrated that Rivers didn't come to see him while he was training in Los Angeles that summer. Simmons doesn't dispute that he didn't reply when Rivers texted him and called him several times over the summer asking to see him. But in hindsight, Simmons feels Rivers and the Sixers could have done more. Hey, they fucking called you, Ben, and wanting to see you, you idiot. Oh, well, they could have done more. Like what? (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, well, I was... They could have shown up at a gym in San Fernando where I was training... You didn't answer the fucking phone. What are you doing? Unbelievable. And then there's the bit about Joel Embiid. According to sources close to Simmons, he's upset that Embiid seemed to blame him for last season's playoff loss when Simmons did not blame Embiid for Embiid's poor showing in the playoffs against Toronto in 2019. Ah, yes. We all remember that fondly, don't we? That game seven against Toronto where Joel Embiid shot only five times and had five assists and turned the ball over five times. Oh, no, that was Ben! Ah, not Joel! Embiid had 21 and 11. And he played, like, 45 out of a possible 48 minutes. He was a plus 10 in those 45 minutes in a game they lost by two. Right, yeah. The series that Simmons averaged 11 and 5 in. That he was a minus 16 in for across the entire series, whereas Embiid was a plus 90. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was the impressive 10, 5, and 4 he put up in the game 4 loss. Oh, maybe. Maybe the game 5 where he shot 5 times as well in that one. Yeah. Oh, no, that was all Simmons. Oh, not Embiid. So we're talking about the series where they literally took the ball out of Ben Simmons' hands and gave it to Jimmy Butler because Simmons was shitting the bed so badly. Is that that series that Embiid apparently played badly in and... Simmons didn't blame him. <laughs> what a fucking sook. That is, um, and seemingly a fucking delusional one. Look, I want to dig into this a little bit more tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Uh, but that's just sort of like a couple of the highlights right off the top of the bat. And essentially, it sort of goes into this entire thing about how weird it has been that he's had to, like, uh, rock up to the facility and sort of be there during team stuff while they're not on the road. He hasn't been a disruption, but he hasn't added anything to it, so he's not been actually a participant. Uh, He's been there, but not participating, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 
And they're kind of like, yeah, but it's still his team. He still watches them and he still wants to play. It's like, no, he doesn't. Stop lying. That's a crock of shit. Anyway, uh, so I'll talk about that more tomorrow. Let's do some game raps now, though. Game raps, 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 game raps. All right, the New Orleans Pelicans beat the Detroit Pistons 111-101. Jeremy Grant, Jeremiah, Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant back for the Pistons. Spindles Ingram was back for the Pals. He also got kicked out for dunking on um, Fast Freddie Frank, Fast Freddie Frank Jackson. Uh, booted, which was pretty funny. But the Pistons, oh, God. They had this just, they had this game. They're at 15 in the third, and then bang! But had scored 50 to 25 the rest of the way. They were scoreless for five minutes in the fourth quarter. What are you doing, Detroit? That was only uh, upped, really, by the Spurs later. Uh, but, yeah, Kate Cunningham got a right hit pointer as uh, well and sort of left, and they just... Fell into a heap of shit and got belted by 10 points in the end. What a fucking loss. Amazing. This is the Pelicans team that hadn't had spindles for a while. They're on a back-to-back and beat Detroit. Anyway, Jeremy, Jeremiah, he had 17 points. Went 3-6 from 3, actually. Uh, 18 for Corey Joseph. No one else did shit. Big Dig Bay went 2 of 10. Uh, he had 7 points. Diallo, Hamadou Diallo had 12 uh, Frank Freddie Jackson, he had uh, 14, but yeah, nothing else going. The Pistons stink. Uh, the Pelicans, 26 3 4, and Spindles return. That's a bloody good game. My name is Jonas Valanciunas at 13 and 13. That's a good 13.13 rebound uh, game there, Jonas. Yes, no problem, yes. Uh, Devontae Graham went 3 of 14, uh, but it didn't matter because their bench was actually really handy. Nicky Alexander Walker had 14, uh, 10, 10 points and 6 assists for uh, Jose Alvarado. And uh, 12 points for Trey Murphy, while Willie Hernan Gomez had 11-4. and four. That's a good win for the Pals. They really needed it, too, after uh, shitting the bed yesterday. Detroit now 12-38. and 38. Uh, New Orleans 19-32. and 32. Washington! Ah, uh, they got smoked. By the Millie walkout here, it's a gonkin for the good land. Bucks, 112-98. Uh, they got smoked. Look, they fought back a little bit in the third, but it's just Milwaukee just, like, kept them at arm's length. And the Wiz... Like, they had nine different players make a three, the Wizards. But only two of them made more than one. And you're like, ah, well, that's not going to do it. <laughs> Kuzma had 25 and 11 with three blocks. He did a lot. He was awesome in this game. I was watching bits and bobs of it with the squid. And uh, Kuzma was sort of showing up, but they were just getting killed, like, the entire game. Anyway, uh, Trez, Marl Trez had 20 and 5. No one else did squat. KCP had 12 points, but it was 11 shots. Spencer Dinwiddie was shithouse. I'm going to talk about him again later. Rui Hachimura. Denny Avdijar. Corey Kispert. 8, 6, and 7 each. Just brutal. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Bucks. Giannis just fucking tore him apart. 33, 15, 11. Two blocks. He shot 14 and 21. He was incredible. Giroux went 4 or 5 from downtown for his 22. And even with Middleton sort of struggling with his shot, he ends up with 13. Like, Bobby Portis had 17, 7, and 2. Fighting Bobby Portis. Fighting around the world. Uh, Paddy Connaughton. Dante DiVincenzo, they didn't do too much, but Grace and Allen had 10 points as well. And off they go. The Wiz now dropped at 23 and 27. No Brad Beal. Everybody hates Spencer Dinwiddie. I love it. I love it. 20, uh, 23, 27. That's not great. And uh, meanwhile, Millie Walker, 32 and 21. Miami and Toronto played an absolute burn burner. 110, the Raptors win it at home. Ahead of Miami, 106. 110, 106. This is awesome. 
because uh, Drake was there. <laughs> but also, like, it was a hammer and tongs game. Gary Trent Jr. just goes absolutely fucking ham. Those threes that he buried at the fourth. Oh, Lord. Uh, but the vibe is, I mean, look, I'm going to talk about him pretty heftily. But Bam went absolutely, Bam went ham. There you go. He had 32 and 11. Butler had 16 and 12. Couldn't hit a shot, though. Tyler Hero had 18 points. That's their third straight loss. But this was the fourth time they've played in five days, Miami. And they went two of 16 from downtown in the second half and got out-rebounded by eight. It was uh, not ideal to go with their 17 turnovers. They just look like a sort of a shell of themselves, and I guess that's what happens, right? Those uh, When you have that really compressed sort of schedule of the four in five, you're going to cop it. And uh, that's sort of what happens. Like You didn't have Kyle Lowry out there. That's his ninth straight game missing, uh, personal reasons, so hopefully everything's all right with Kyle. But, um, yeah, it's just a bit of a weird one. So tough scenes. Um, good win for the Raps, though, because just to sort of sort it out and get ahead and win this game was pretty massive because it sort of goes to show that Miami reeling on the road, the wheels sort of just come off a little bit, and they still only lost by four. Toronto needed everything to get past them. Uh, but there you go. Struis went 3-7 for his nine points. PJ Tucker had 12. But, I mean, it's like Gabe and Dunk- Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson both went 1-6. 8 of 30 from 3 as a team. And as mentioned, like the 2 of 16 in the second half. Yeah, you're not going to win too many there. The Raps, though. Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr., 33. He was incredible. Fred Van Vliet with a 21 and 6 assists of the fighting Van Vliet's. You love it. 16 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals for Pascal Sikkim Siakam. He is tearing it up. And the OG Ananobi uh, put Jimmy Butler in a body bag and need him in the nuts. 13, 3 and 3 for him. 11, 9 and 2 for Scotty Barnes. Good win. Three straight losses for Miami. They're 32 and 20 now. Toronto are up to 26 and 23. Chicago held on against Orlando. This was crazy. 126, 115. Chicago kind of just like fucked around and then nearly found out. Because uh, right at the end, they were walking away with it. And then they copped a 10 zip run by the Magic to fucking tie it up. And then Chicago just ripped off an 11 zip run. And that was the end of the game. It was pretty weird. Like, oh, Dasunmu hit like five straight points um, at one point to really sort of stretch out that lead. And it ended up being a five and a half minute no scoring stretch for the Magic to finish off the game. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> it was, I was watching this as it unfolded. Like, they came back and it was like Suggs missing point blank stuff. Wendell Carter just like bricking threes. And it was bizarre. I think it was Franz who scored like their last points. And then it just, Never again. Like, it was weird. Or maybe it was Wendell who scored the last bucket, but yeesh. I mean, oof. After that incredible run to get all the way back up there, tied up, they just didn't score for the next five and a half minutes. They didn't score until the end of the game. Like, it was incredible. Anyway, uh, Wendell had a pretty good game otherwise. 24-8-6. That's a bit of revenge against his old squad. 11-15, uh, he went, I think, 1-5 of five on three. So he's hitting basically everything inside the three-point line, and uh, not much outside it. <laughs> Tough. Ascol Anthony, 20 points, four assists for him. That was a pretty good game. 22 for Franz Wagner. Hello, 9-16. He had a good game too, but uh, Suggs going 4-14 didn't help matters. Mo Barmer didn't have a giant impact. Uh, Gary Harris had 13, but like T-Rolls 
was for five points in his 20 minutes. That's not ideal. And uh, nobody else could really do much. For the Bulls, 29-10-5 for DeMar DeRozan there. He even hit two threes. Unbelievable. Levine had 26. Vooch had a good revenge against his old squad. 18 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks. And oh, Tasunmu, 13-9. Bloody good game. Orlando dropped 11-41. Chicago have now equaled their wins total from last year already. 32 and 18. You love it. Denver got killed by Minnesota. This was a bit of a sad one. But he got straight killed. They got straight killed. They controlled this. The Wolves, the big second quarter blew this one open. They uh, managed to not screw it up, which is pretty big considering there was no D'Lo and Ant-Man was pretty quiet. They had 68 points off the bench and they held the Joker to 21, 16 and 8. Five turnovers, only took 12 shots. And that's how you beat the Nuggets, right? It's like he, he can have 21, 16 and 8. As long as Air Gordon and Will the Thrill don't kill you, boom. You can win. So Air Gordon goes 7-6. Will the Thrill 13-3-3. Monty Morris with 13 as well. Just not enough uh, to keep up with. I mean, 68 points off the bench is insane. Uh, the Wolves, Cat had 24-10-7. 23 for Taurine, the Red Bull Prince. He's back 6-9. Nice. From 3, 18-9 for Jared Vanderbilt. Looking like one of the best bargains in the NBA. Ant-Man, 2-8 of eight for his 5 points. See? They had 12s off the bench, though, for Naz Reed and Malik Beasley. And off they went. It's a big win for Minnesota. Uh, Denver now 28 and 22. Minnesota 26 and 25, above 500. And then the last two games, San Antonio shit the bed in epic fashion against the Golden State Warriors. 120, well, sorry, against the Santa Cruz Warriors, basically 124, 120. That's right. The Santa Cruz Warriors. No Steph, no Clay, no Andrew Wiggins, no Draymond. The Spurs were up 17 and they lost at home. Tell me again how Coach Pop is the biggest fucking brain genius you've ever seen. Well, he doesn't have Tim Duncan now. Doesn't look like the world's biggest brain genius, you know what I'm saying? And also spent his uh, career fucking up uh, Patty Mills' uh, <laughs> prime. Anyway, still, they shit the bed in absolute insane epic fashion. Like, come bucket and clinch yells and just go nuts. Damian Lee get them, gets the Warriors the lead with two minutes to go with another three. And then Jordan Poole gets them up with 50 seconds or so left. Murray, DeJunta Murray played his ass off. Uh, hits a jumper. They go back up and then pull after a massive scramble. Like, just hits an insane three in the corner. The Spurs couldn't answer and they lose at home after being up 15 going into the fourth quarter. That is unbelievable. And that's basically the Spurs goose cook now, isn't it? Yeesh. This was horrible. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, come on. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. There wasn't. There really was no other way to put it. They're now like basically a half game up on the Kings. They're a couple of games back out of the, like the play-in spot, and they just kind of stink. <laughs> I mean, god damn. Uh, Yaka, Teenage Mutant Yaka Pertle goes out of this one, but 27-9-9 for DeJunte Murray. He played his ass off. He did have six turnovers. They hit 16 of 33 from downtown, and they lose this because they let the Warriors go 20 of 46. Incredible. Uh, Derek White had 16 points. Kelton Johnson at 21. Even Devin Vassell, he went 4 of 7 from 3. He had 14 points. He did miss two brutal ones late, including what would have been the go-ahead um, after the pool shot, and he just clanked it. Uh, 11 points on 4 of 10 for Lonnie Walker, and the Spurs, you kind of just like see this game, you throw your arms and go, I don't fucking know. If you can't beat the Santa Cruz Warriors, what are you doing? You know? I mean, they were led by... Like, Jordan Poole was awesome. He had 31. He shot 9 of 24 overall, though. 
But goddamn, Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody. Moses Moody, 6 of 10 from downtown. What a show from the rookie. 20 points, 7 rebounds. Damian Lear, 21, but come bucket. Jonathan Kaminga, 19-3-3, went absolutely fucking ham in that fourth quarter. He was incredible. Kaminga is terrifying. I love it. 12-12 and 12 for Looney. But, wow, the Santa Cruz Warriors beat the San Antonio Bandera Spurs. 19 and 33 now, the Spurs. 39 and 13 for the Warriors. They're seven straight. And when I say Santa Cruz Warriors, they had a total of 21 million of their salary cap on the floor today against the uh, Spurs, did the Warriors. The highest played player on the floor was Jonathan Kaminga. Come bucket. The Warriors had $155 million of their salary cap on the bench. That's already that bench is paying luxury tax. <laughs> and they beat the Spurs after being down 15. What are you doing? And then finally, Phoenix, look, they beat the pants off the Nets, 121-111. Hey, I know this is meant to be a late show. And I'm meant to be like going quick through this, but I know Phoenix just fucked Brooklyn, right? Like 121-111. Without KD, Brooklyn suck, right? It's Pretty straightforward. Harden's coming back from like his weird wrist injury. Too many wristies in the club. What's up? Um, but he shot like shit. He went like it's like you look at his like just raw numbers. He's like, oh, 25 and 10. Not blo- 22, 5 and 10. Not bad, James Harden. Fat man who Brooklyn clan. But he goes 6 and 19 from the floor and just never looked like he was in rhythm. And this is my point. Watching this game. It just stuck out like a sore thumb. This is the thing with Kyrie being a fucking part-time sookie player. Open your third eye and maybe get a fucking vaccine, Kyrie, you idiot. Like, it's cool that he's back and playing with you on, like, road trips. But that's fucked. Like, playing once every so fucking often makes it super goddamn hard to get in any sort of rhythm with your teammates, any sort of groove. And that's exactly what Brooklyn looked like, right? A team that's got zero rhythm and stays in game just based on pure fucking talent, basically. And they also don't win those games, though, because they can't play defense. And their offense is so heavily predicated on Harden or Kyrie just doing some cool shit and then fucking crossing their fingers and hoping for the best. That's not a successful blueprint, though, right? (laughs) You know? They've now lost five on the trot. And they stink. And, like, this is the thing. If Kyrie is only playing every so fucking often... You can't really sort of set your team up for success. And it's a game like this, like a team like a team like the Suns, who are playing like a big brother, little brother game almost every fucking game now, because that's how good they are. And every time Brooklyn tried to do anything, the Suns just sort of took it in stride and went, oh, that's all. that's pretty cute, and then just went, fuck you, boom. Leak outs, fast breaks, Booker was just cutting them up. CP3 just dissecting fucking plays on the offense, getting involved. They've just got crazy vibes right now, and Brooklyn against a team like that have got no fucking hope. And, like, the Suns got eight and back. It's like, yeah, you're going to get fucking cooked now. The Nets, there's no easy fixes unless you want to trade Kyrie for Ben Simmons and then he can, like, lose it against your fucking coach. Who knows what's going to happen there? But, yeah, they stink. They stink. You get KD back, maybe it changes, but with Kyrie only playing road games, just fucking pack her up, boys. Like, what a waste. What a waste of KD and Harden's prime. Like, if I'm James Harden, I look at this game and go, you know what, actually... Yeah, I wouldn't mind going to fucking Philly. Can I go now? <laughs> 26 for Kyrie. Harden had 22, 5, and 10. As mentioned, those shots, 6 and 19. Blake had 17 and 6. P- 
Paddy had nine. He went three of eight from downtown, but just nothing else going right. The Suns, they shot 55%. Booker was awesome. He had 35. CP3 just out there dropping a lazy 20.14 assist game. He is shredding at the moment. Uh, Michael Bridges at 27, 8, and 4. He is firing up, and that should be terrifying for everybody else in the West. Like They've gotten this far with Michael Bridges not doing that much on offense. Aiton comes back. 12 points, six, uh, six rebounds in his return in 28 minutes, and 16 for Cam Johnson, 4 of 8 from downtown. Phoenix are horrifying. Brooklyn stick. They're 29 and 21. Phoenix, 41 at night. Let's do a That's Not a Knife, the NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, that's a knife. I mentioned the Devin Booker 35. He goes 13 and 23 from the floor. He was awesome. Awesome game. Giannis with the fuck you Washington triple-double. 33-15-11. Insane game. You watch that game with Giannis, you're like, oh, man, nobody's going to beat the Bucks. <laughs> 14 and 21 from the floor. And I'm like, I think we're going to get a Bucks suns repeat, right? Uh, he had two blocks as well. But come on, this one's going to go to Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr., Gary Trent Jr., five straight games over 30 points, ties the franchise record. He shot 11-20. He went 6-10 of 10 from three. Ends up with a 33-point, two-rebound, one-assist, one-steal game. He's a terror. The coolest part is, here's a list of the players in NBA history with 30-plus points and five-plus threes in five straight games. It's Steph, James Harden, Damian Lillard, and Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr., Unbelievable. He's gone, what, 32, 32, 33, 31, 33 in his last five games. In those games, he's gone 5 of 10 from downtown, 6 of 10, 5 of 15, 9 of 15, and 6 of 10 today. The weirdest and coolest, if you're a Raps fan, part is Gary Trent Jr. is only 23 years old. What? It feels like he's 20 fucking nine. He got traded for Norm Powell, like what, two years ago, as he was like really hitting his stride in the Blazers, and uh, boom. Off he goes. He's only 23. He is carving it up of late, uh, looking awesome, doing great shit. He does have these runs where you're like, God damn, he might be like the third best shooting guard in the NBA. And uh, I'll tell you what, at the moment he's looking good. But today, that was a big win over the Heat, the best team in the East. Sure, you know, a bit tired, whatever, but the Raptors, you can only beat who's in front of you. And he did it in front of Drake. But five straight games over 30 points and five plus uh, threes. That's incredible. And he's 23. Yeesh! All right. Good stuff, Gary Trent Jr. Who's Spud of the Night, Jimmy? Spud, 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 Spud of the Night. Dunk and Gabe. That's Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent. Dunk and Gabe. There's the Duncan Egg. Are they making that on HBO? The old Game of Thrones spinoff? That was like the prequel series, wasn't it? Anyway, Dunk... And Gabe, I'd like to have a beer with Duncan. He can't hit a fucking shot. Both went one of six today, two of nine from downtown combined. Uh, a lot of those missed threes in that second half. Look, that just sunk the head entirely. But Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent both uh, combined to go two of 12. That's not really helping you. Who's old mate no mates, though? Old mate no mates. Old mate no mates. Old mate no mates. Old mate no mates. 
Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? Yeah, well, A, Ben Simmons. <laughs> and B, Spencer. Di- like, I mean, Simmons has just fucking, like, used a big ESPN, ESPN article to crap all over Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid. And still, people are like, oh, but they said some mean things about him after he shit the bed in the playoffs. It's like, yeah. The shit that they said was completely fucking warranted. And the shit that he's saying now is completely fucking off-the-chain delusional dumb fuckery. Uh, Anyway, number two, Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, just checking in on old Spence. I love him. God bless him. But wow. Uh, He also could have made Spud of the Night. He played 31 minutes and it goes 2 of 8 from uh, from the floor, 2 of 7 from downtown. Finishes with 7 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, and 3 turnovers. And they got fucking obliterated by the Bucks. I mean, Spence, mate, your entire vibe was like, I want to get paid, I want to be the man, I want to be respected. Maybe you can buy my contract out with Bitcoin or whatever the fuck. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm an NFT. All right, cool, Spence. How about you just fucking play? We know that you're coming back from a knee injury, but Jesus Christ, you've been bad. And your team hates you, and they suck, and it feels like you are the biggest problem there. Pantsing of the night. Oh, the pantsing of the night. This was brought to my attention by our man Dan Drosh. Uh, Jimmy Butler got pantsed, um, and then I went back and watched it. Holy shit. Uh, got dunked on by the OG Ananobi while copping one of the ghoulies. Yep, got kneed in the nuts at the same time, and then Butts got blocked straight after on the next play. Pretty funny stuff. Poor Jimmy Butler in front of Drake. It's going to take a while to live that one down. I'm glad Dan sent me that one as well because I didn't see it um, live. So I was watching one of the other games. Uh, but DeMar DeRozan there also put one on, Chuma Kiki. Jeez. DeMar sort of just cut around and just went ham. Now it Kiki to the wall. Finally, who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Jordan Poole. These 31 points in the game went up pretty bloody good for the Santa Cruz Warriors. Love to see it. He did shoot 4 of 13 from downtown, 9 of 24 of overall, but still, that's a big, 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 big game winner for Poole. Uh, but of course, I'm going to have to go back to the well. Better than Lonzo Ball, the bloke who keeps replacing him, the rookie, Heyo Desunmu, two massive shots at the end of that game for the Bulls that sealed the win. Because, as I mentioned, like the Magic rip off that 10-zip run, and part of the 11-zip run with five straight points scored by Heyo, where it was still right there in the balance, and that put them back up and basically sealed the win. So he was great. He played 36 minutes, goes 4 of 7 from the floor, 3 of 5 from downtown, the rookie. 13 points, 1 rebound, 9 assists, and 1 turnover with a steal. Oh, I love him. I fuck, Bulls fans, you've got one. He's bloody good. All right, let's do some Yanaz, though. Well done, actually, to Poole and Ayo. Better than Lonzo Ball. I love that Ayo has literally stepped in for Lonzo Ball, and he keeps popping up here as better than Lonzo Ball. All right. Yanaz, after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. 
Sissimi and Nas. Brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East North Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, I mean, it's cold today, but still, stock up on your booze. Don't get the Omicron by going to the bottle O. Bring the bottle O to you. Thedailyliquor.com, your beer, your wine, your cocktails, everything you need. Brought right to your door. Rona free. And if you bang in the code STRAYER, you get a free six-pack of that delicious Dos Blocos XPA. The Red Devils! God, they go down quick too. So check it out. It's for the Melbourne metro area. Yeah, it's same-day delivery for order before noon. So smash the dailyliquor.com right now. Hang in that code straight. Get a free sixer on you, mate. Jimmy, right. Yeah, Nas. First off, is that a good dunk comp lineup? Yeah, nah. Ugh. I mean, nah, but yeah. Because, um, like, I think it's neat that there's a couple of small dudes in there. Jalen Green, Cole Anthony. That's fine. <laughs> you know, like. It's kind. It's always a little bit fun when you've got like the unexpected kind of dudes. But as I said earlier, like the fact that it's like, God, oh, dunk on headline by Jalen Green. It's like, yeah, he's had a shit rookie year so far. You know, he's like, just not really lighting it up. He's not Cade. Like even like, so this is kind of the thing. All the rookies this year are sort of like going along at their own pace. Scotty Barnes, uh, Mobley, Giddy, they're sort of doing good stuff. Suggs is obviously struggling. Green is sort of struggling with his shot. Um, Kate is like still having, you know, those rookie moments. But when you see them going, oh, wow, you know, Jalen Green is headlining. You're like, oh, I think we're in trouble. Uh, I mean, Green and Cole Anthony aren't like the sort of 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six sort of spring heel dudes that you like to like the T-Ross kind of dudes in here. Um, but I do like little dudes in it. As well, Obi Toppin's always fun as shit. He was, what, second last year to Penny Simons? And um, JTA, Juan Toscano Anderson. I don't know about that one. He does have the odd mean-ass in-game dunk, so, like, why the fuck not? Get some more of those Warriors sort of eyeballs on there. But I'm going to talk about this in just a second in the unpopular opinion of the day. Oh, no. I think it might be an Outback Takehouse. But, look, the dunk comp, it's a bit of a shrug at this point, right? And uh, I don't like that. Ugh. So, this could end up being a really good dunk comp uh, in execution. The lineup, though, is not going to really excite anybody. Dan Drosher actually sends this one through. Yeah, nah, Jimmy, if he keeps this up, Gary Trent Jr. is going to win most improved. His last six games have been insane. Does it both ends, too. More shooters like him are a liability on D. Yeah, nah. I think at the moment, nah, because like, he's been great. Um, as as Dan says, like the last couple of weeks, even like the last month, he's really turned it on, right? Uh, he had been like pretty, like just like the rest of that Raptors lineup, though. They, they sort of just the inconsistency was a bit of a worry, and he's really just fired up. If he keeps it up, obviously the rest of the season, then uh, he might sort of romp it in because that's it. Like if the Raps keep rolling and Gary Trent Jr. is like a big, 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 big part of them, like making the top six or something in the East, then he'll definitely have a shot at it. But the problem is with, like, most improved, you've already got Darius Garland basically having the Cavs in contention for a top three seed. Uh, what? Sin- like, basically, since Sexton and Rubio went down, he's been on fire. And DeJunte Murray's been fucking awesome all year. So there's a couple of, like, and obviously then all the dumb people are like, but Jar Morant should be in there. He's in the MVP conversation. He was really good last year. He's not most improved. Settle down with that sort of shit. Uh, but Gary Trent Jr., fuck yeah. Like, if the, it does sort of con- 
it's contingent on the Raptors actually staying good, which knowing that coaching staff, knowing those players, they probably will be. So he could have a shot at it if he keeps it up. And I think if he gets more publicity for the fucking simple fact that he's 23, shit, yeah, he could be in, in the running. So that's a good one. So, yeah, at the moment, nah, but in like two weeks, fuck, he could be, yeah. Jazz Oz from yesterday, his second one that I uh, didn't get around to. Uh, the Nets won't ring a ring, won't win a ring unless they move on Kyrie or Harden. Harden is great when he's happy, but arguably more of a cancer than Third Eye Irving when he's not. Yeah, nah, I. this is the problem with them never being fucking healthy at the same time. And Kyrie being a fuckhead and being a part-time net. So I have to agree, like, yeah, nah, yeah, because we just don't see these three together enough. And I can't foresee a future where we see them together enough that they rip it off and actually win a fucking ring, you know? Like, if they change the ordinance in uh, New York City about the vaccinated player stuff, maybe we suddenly have Kyrie being a full-time player and he, Harden, and KD just sort of click towards the end of this season. Maybe, but, I mean, that's just like a big fucking question mark. As things stand, I just don't see it happening. So I think I might have to go with a yeah on Jez. That's a good one. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I don't even think this is unpopular. I think the three-point comp is more fun than the dunk comp at the moment. And it will be until they, like, get the same sort of big names willing to be... Uh, in it and not be giant fucking sookie la la cowards. Uh, oh, I don't want to go the dunk comp. I might look silly. Fuck off, nerd. Just have a crack. Like the thing is, when you look at Ice Cole, Anthony, Juan Tosco Anderson, Obi Toppin, um, you look at the last couple of years as well, Penny Simons, like it's just, it's a rough one when you don't have even those middling high-ish, like Jalen Green, Ice Cole Anthony, what, that's two, Kyle Anthony wasn't quite a lottery pick, it was number 15, uh, but Jalen Green, number two pick, sure, it's just not quite big enough names though, is it? So, that leads me to today's Outback Takeout. It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh yeah, I ran over an emu on the way here. So it's Alice Springs chicken up on that special board. Only at Outback. Oh, that's a bit bloody gamey. Today's Flame Grill take is, I think the dunk comp entrants have to have played a certain amount of games each season and have to sign on to do the dunk comp for at least twice in the next three years. That way we get some fucking continuity, we build up some rivalries, and we get to know just who's doing the dunks. And get to know the dudes just that little bit better. Only at Outback. I kind of like, like, I think this is kind of the vibe, right? Like, the Levine, Aaron Gordon stuff. Like, it's weird to sort of think back when they were uh, really being super creative and doing great shit. They were also two really fucking high picks. Like, we knew they were talented. It's like, we need just sort of those weird, crazy, athletic dudes being willing to go into it and have a shot. Like, Obi Toppin could be awesome this year. But, I mean, how well-known is Obi Toppin outside of, like, Knicks fandom? Like, the dude barely fucking plays anyway because Tibbs is a psycho. So I feel like, yeah, you've got to have played in a certain amount of games so you can't be, like, the 14th man on a squad. 
and uh, so you're actually someone who's vaguely familiar to like the run of the mill NBA fan, that then this dunk comp catapults them into like, oh shit, that guy, and we know them a little bit better. That's how you make stars. What are you doing, NBA? See, this is why I need to be your vice president of fucking common sense, you idiot. Jesus. All I ask, Adam Silver, seven figure salary, six figure salary is all up. I'm not, I'm not asking the world, mate. Off we go. All right, Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do it. Australian Player Watch. Only two Aussies in action today. Paddy Thrills. He had those uh, nine points against Phoenix. As I mentioned, three of eight from downtown. He had one rebound, one assist, one steal. The crazy thing was he had three fouls in like the first half. Uh, so he was playing, you know, in a bit of foul trouble. Ends up with five fouls for the game, but uh, they end up losing. It's not his fault. I mean, just imagine being Paddy Thrills playing next to Kyrie, next to uh, Harden, and he's starting. Like, I kind of appreciate Steve Nash being a bit funky and a bit weird. But at the same time, it doesn't really bode well for your defense. <laughs> I'm just saying. Kessler Edwards, Nick Claxton, talk about going small. Anyway, uh, the other Aussie today was Jock Landau. Rock him, suck him, block him, Jock him, Landale. Uh, in the loss to the Santa Cruz Warriors, he played eight minutes. He had two points, one rebound and a foul. He went one of four from the floor, oh, of one from three. Bit of a tough one for Rock him, Jock him, sock him. Uh, but, I mean, to be fair, if he got some more run, if that uh, flog Greg Popovich, more like Greg Flogovich uh, actually ran him out there. He might have fucking dominated against that horrible Warriors team. Anyway, uh, let's do a great moment in NBA Australia State history, shall we? Great moments in NBA Australia Stat history. Uh, to get myself through some of my, uh, my Jingles sadness, on this date in 2018, Jingles went 6-9. Nice. Uh, from the floor, 4 of 6 from downtown. Had 16 points to Jingles when they smashed the Suns. Had one rebound and two assists. Um, but, of course, that just got me think. I was like, oh, what did Jingles do on this day, you know, in the last couple of years? Found it and went, oh, that's nice. Not a bad game. Six and nine. Nice. 16 points. Lighting it up. Uh, and, of course, but it just reminded me just like, ah, oh, remember when he, like, last year, one of the great days in NBA Australia history was uh, 34 points for Jingles. He goes 8 to 10 from three. 12 of 17 from the floor, five rebounds, two assists, two steals. That's right. Jingles career high back on March 18 last year. It was amazing because, like, it just reminded me, like, yeah. Remember how he could never get past 27 points? And then he just blew past it. He had 27 points, like, six times. And then, uh, yeah, smashed it with a 34 against the Wiz. Great stuff, Jingles. We're going to miss him for the next year or so. Can't w- just imagine, though, the day he comes back. It's going to be so full of fucking joy. Speaking of which, let's do the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. We'll stick with the Joey Ingles tweets. Uh, one of the jazz beat writers and stuff like that is out there like sort of asking for your best Joe Ingles memories. Donnie Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, weighed in on his favorite Joe Ingles moment saying, the moment I came into training camp my rookie year, thinking he was just an old dude and he kicked my ass. And I was thinking, how the hell this old-ass dude is killing me like this? <laughs> Love it. There's still hope for all of us yet. If Jingles can just fucking tear apart a rookie Donnie Mitchell, I love it. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. 
How was the day with the squid? Ah, oh, yeah, he and I smashed it. It was nice of old mate to finish uh, work a little bit early so she could uh, hang out with him a little bit too while I did uh, a bunch of catch-up. All right, uh, the game previews for tomorrow today, we went four of seven on the picks. Felt oh, felt like we could have absolutely nailed it as well, but the Spurs shit the bed and uh, missed out. Uh, what else did we miss out on? I thought Den would put up a fight against Minnesota. That did not happen. And, uh, yeah, Detroit shitting the bed. God damn. Anyway, so four of seven. You get that on the big jobs. Uh, that leaves us at 433 of 755 for the year. Still bloody good. And tomorrow we've got nine games. We've got Indy hosting Orlando. Uh, the Magic Men on a back-to-back. I'm going to go the Pacers, minus five and a half. Uh, even without the Suvlaki King... Orlando on a back-to-back on the road. Just a bit of a tough ask to uh, get past Indy. The five and a half is a little bit worrisome just because Indy, who knows if they're ever going to score, but I'll take the paces. Philly, they host Washington. That's another team on the road on a back-to-back. I'm taking the sixes here, minus nine and a half. After that Ben Simmons article comes out, they're going to kick the fuck out of Washington, trust me. Embiid always, always, always loves eating up Daniel Gafford. Uh, Montrez will be interesting, but yeah, Philly, minus nine and a half in a heartbeat against that Wiz team. Charlotte, they go to Boston. It's the Gordy Hayward, Terry Rousey revenge setup. Uh, I don't know if Gordy Hayward's going to be in this one, but the Hornets are four and a half point underdogs in Boston. Of course, the Celtics are playing really, really well, but I feel like this is a really close one. So if nothing else, uh, Boston might win this, but I think Charlotte cover. So give me the four and a half points. Uh, for the Hornets. Memphis, they go to New York to play the Knicks. Jam Rant on the big stage, the Mecca, MSG. Uh, Grizz minus three and a half, I'm taking that because they're a substantially better team than the New York Knickerbockers of New York City. Cleveland, they go to Houston and somehow are only two and a half point favorites. It's a bit weird. Uh, Houston are bad. <laughs> Cleveland are good. I'm taking the Cavs, minus two and a half. The thing is, I mean, if it's Mobley, Allen, uh, if Larry's not back, if Garland is still out, I can understand that. So if they don't have a point guard, you might get the minus two and a half. So just keep an eye on that. And if Garland doesn't play uh, tomorrow, then I'm going to switch that to probably go to Houston plus two and a half. So uh, all depends on Garland, question mark. Um, okay, see, they're 11 and a half point underdogs on the road in Dallas. Remember, okay, see, don't have a show ready to Alexander. 11.5-point underdogs, that's right where they want you. I'm going to take OKC to cover. Dallas, look. Luca, no Tim Hardaway. They crapped the bed the other day against Orlando. They won't do it again. They'll win this, but they'll try their hardest to lose this. Give us OKC plus 11.5. Utah, they host Denver. Denver on a back-to-back now. I'm going to take the Jazz minus 1.5. Gobert is back. They've lost Jingles. They're going to go out and win this one for Jingles. Donnie Mitchell, who knows? If he's back from the concussion, they definitely win it. Uh, but I'll take the Yaz anyway. Brooklyn, they go to Sacramento. Brooklyn on a back-to-back. The Kings are four-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against this Nets team. I'm going to take the Kings. I think Brooklyn win, but Sacramento cover, and Brooklyn just eke out a fucking nail-biter that you just go, oh, at least they got that one win. It's like, yeah, but against the Kings who can't beat anybody. Uh, Lakers, last game, they take on Portland. They're at home. Lakers, Rusty, AD against CJ, Nurk, and Portland. Will the Lakers win it? They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. I might have to go the Lakers, though. Like, losing this year, little, just losing so many dudes, Portland, at the moment. I'm going to go the Lakers to get one uh, and right the ship a little bit. 
I don't like that though, but go Portland. But still, Lakers, I don't know. They'll probably get it. No LeBron. CJ could go off. I just think the Lakers will have enough, especially with AD. And there you go. We'll be back at the sort of normalish more time tomorrow to wrap all that up for you. I'll talk some more about the Ben Simmons stuff. Because, uh, yeah, to wrap my head around that and sort of uh, flesh out a couple of year nars about it, I think. And uh, we'll talk about it at length. Uh, so, yeah, we're back tomorrow. In the meantime, follow NBA Australia on Twitter, Face EIG. Get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. We had an actual earlier show this week out on Monday night. Or Tuesday morning, rather. And that was awesome because we've got a Super Bowl. And we talked about the championship games. And we drank a lot of beers. <laughs> That's a good one. Check out Adam with World Wrestling Australia. He's covering the Royal Rumble. Go just check out World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter. Get around that. Smash NBAstraya.com slash shop, as I said at the top. Get your merch, get your merch. Check us a rating review on your podcast app. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code Straya. Get 20% off and free shipping. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use that same code Straya. Get a free six-pack. If you're in Melbourne, be over 18. Drink responsibly. And Knowable! Bang in the code Straya. When you download the Knowable app, and you get 20% off getting smarter. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new, album, uh, their new band, House Hats. They're awesome. And uh, big thanks go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, probably not Spotify, because fuck them. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. And uh, we're going to close out today's show with a Greenies, Green Thumb, Green Tips for Greener Living with Josh Green. And we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And laters and G'day, Josh Green here with the latest Greenies Green Thumb Green Tips for Greener Living with Josh Greeny Green. I just love being outdoors, smelling the smells, looking around, and I'll tell you, look, it's just a great time of year. Late summer, you're picking up all the stuff that you planted in spring, you're smashing your lettuce, your tomatoes, all the good gear. And my tip for this week is, look, you can still go hog wild and plant a bunch of shit too in late summer. It's awesome. And don't forget to use your actual manure. That's the shit you can plant it on top of the shit. That's what it's all about. But you got fruit and veggies. you got artichokes, beans. You can still plant capsicums, your celery, your Chinese cabbage, your cucumbers, your egg. Oh, boy, I fucking love an eggplant. I love an eggplant. Oh, kohlrabi, leek, more lettuce. Melons, okra, I fucking love okra! Yeah, hook that okra to my veins! Onions, potatoes, silver boot, spring onion, your squash, even your bloody sweet corn. Fucking love sweet corn! Yes! Even herbs like basil and coriander and lemongrass, and I'll tell you what, fucking tarragon. Fucking love tarragon! Yes! Planets! But yeah, just fucking love gardening! Love it! Yeah, so get out there and get your late summer crops in. Get your hands dirty and get green. So that's my tip for this week. And that's it for this week. It's been Greenies Green Thumb. Green tips for greener living with Josh Green. I've been Josh Green. 
Stay green.